The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and guests alone, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Assistance Anonymous and its host. A little forward before we jump in. Since the industry is all about word of mouth, assistants feel afraid to speak out, not wanting to risk severing connections and or being labeled hard to work with. So, the guest names and voices have been altered in this podcast to protect them from possible backlash. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Assistance Anonymous, where I interview entertainment assistants and get their unfiltered opinions about their work and the current state of the industry. I'm your host, Jack Kaiser, and this episode we interview X, who tells us about what it's like starting off as a set production assistant in the television industry. X, welcome. Thank you for having me. So how did you get your start on television sets and what got you into production? Well, I've known for the longest time that I wanted to get into film, and when I moved to Los Angeles a little over six years ago, I started working as a background actor because initially I came to Los Angeles to get into acting and directing and writing, and that's ultimately what I'm still doing. But I learned that becoming a PA was one of the best ways to break into the business and I really wanted to work on set. And so I signed up to become a background actor through central casting. And from there I was just working on different shows here and there constantly different shows during the week. And while doing that, I used this opportunity to talk to the PAs and the assistant directors on there about trying to get in as a PA myself. And it took a few months, but finally I was able to get my first PA job on actually a major network show, just working the one day on there. So I was very grateful to that. And then I could be like, oh, hey, I finally have uh, some real set experience on a professional show. But then after that, it got a little harder to find work just because some of the people I was talking to couldn't get me work immediately, but also I will admit I wasn't fully trained for something like this. Like there were a lot of things about being a PA that I still didn't know a lot of things that I still needed to figure out with all the different duties of being on set. And I had to learn as I went and it was a really long process hopping around from different shows here and there trying to network trying to impress the assistant directors trying to impress other pas and it took a long time and some shows would never call me back some shows would call me back so i was really grateful for that but it was just a really hard learning process. And I've always been a learn as I go kind of person. I'm very much a hands-on kind of learner. But even then, I was also just dealing with people who never really wanted to properly teach me, but would always get annoyed by that. It really seems there was a lack of leadership in teaching on set. What was that like? There's a lack of leadership and a lack of mentorship, especially in this particular realm of 
the business, uh, particularly the ADPA staff, the thing is working on set. It's always just very much, you know, go, go, go. You know, we got to do this. We got to do that. It's it's very fast paced and it's very competitive. And I get that. And I knew that going in. But I was always, I always felt like I was walking on eggshells with a lot of people because I wanted to impress them and I wanted to always get called back uh, to work on these shows and even hopefully get staffed. But I didn't have a lot of teachers. I had bosses treating me like I was just another cog or whatever you want to call it in like this big ticking clock. That's the industry. So they would see me as expendable and they see a lot of people as expendable, especially as as an additional PA. And so I just... Nobody really wanted to take the time to show me this is how you would do this. They would always just assume that you should know all this stuff. And it's like that with a lot of PAs. When you're an additional PA, it usually means you're day playing. So for the people who don't know, can you explain what day playing is and what it entails? Day playing is basically being like a freelancer or an independent contractor. You're not tied to one specific show or production company. You're working for a bunch of different shows for several days and several weeks, uh, hopping around here and there. And day playing can be exciting because one day you're working on a show and then you'll get a call for a completely different show the next day. And it's like, oh, wow, a new opportunity to meet people, a new opportunity to work on the show more and more. And it's great sometimes because you're always working and working with different people and you don't have to worry about seeing certain people um, if you don't like them on a show because then you can just go to another show and see people you like and then the other way around. Um It can be very exciting, but it can also be very exhausting because sometimes the call times on different shows are different, like on on the days and your sleep schedule is off. And also you're worrying about when your next job is going to be, because I've had, I've had, uh, I've gone through the process of like, there's a week where I worked four days in a row or five days in a row, but then the following week, I only work one or two days and I'm just like, "What, what the heck happened? You know? So I've had that happen to me a lot, and that can also be pretty frustrating. When you're a day player, you tend to bring work home with you, and work starts to constantly stay on your mind. How did that weigh on you? Well, it weighed on me to the point where I was just always thinking about work and trying to keep myself busy to the point where it was just, it was to be busy just to be busy. And I figured hey, this was the norm for day players. This is just the way it is. And I realize now it's it wasn't a very healthy lifestyle, honestly. And it wasn't a very healthy way of working. It's really sink or swim, which can be good for some. But that said, it can prove difficult for a lot of other people when they jump into the industry without any experience. With all those things and the real lack of teaching and guidance, the industry can feel harsh and like you're not being given a fair shot. When you jumped in, did it ever feel like you were being mistreated? I was definitely mistreated within the first two years, but I was always afraid of saying something just because, well, the fear of not working on set again and just getting all this backlash and everything. I know there are people who have had it way worse than me, like when it comes to mistreatment on set. Like I know there are people who have been like, you know, sexually harassed or like there's like extortion going on or even just like physical assault or something like that. And 
I can definitely say I, fortunately, I haven't had to experience anything like those. However, mistreatment and abuse and neglect on set can lead to serious mental issues along the way, along the line. And I felt like there were times when I felt gaslit by ADs and experienced PAs while working on set. I felt just this kind of like mental abuse. And I kept up with it because I wanted to work on set and I needed the money, but freelancing was really taking a toll on me. And especially during long periods of time when I would barely get any work, particularly in the summer. And I get it, the summer is like the slow season for the industry, but even then it's just, I was looking so hard for staff jobs at a time. And sometimes I would get lucky with not having to be, a, not getting a staff job, but just working on different shows enough days during the week so I can make enough. But just living paycheck to paycheck while dealing with abusive bosses has really affected me. And that concludes part one. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you'd like to hear more, part two is available now on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.